Well, and then when it comes down to it, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard people make this argument before, but to have a kid, a woman doesn't need to orgasm, just the man. Welcome back. This is BTW by Emily. I am your host, Emily, the founder of Health and Body, a science-backed lifestyle and wellness brand focused on helping you sharpen your life toolbox. And today's clip was from our two guests, Hillary and Olivia, two of my best friends in the entire world. And by the way, you shouldn't feel weird talking about sex. So why are we talking about this? Why is it important? As a part of this podcast, I really wanted to talk about sex in a way that was curious, in a way that you were able to explore the topic of sex. And not in a way that is raunchy and vulgar, but in a way that is personal and intimate and helps you connect with yourself, helps you create that connection with yourself. And for me personally, a lot of those conversations happened in talking to my best friends about it. And I know that for some people, there isn't a space where they have that friendship where they can talk about it or have non-judgmental spaces or friendships where they can talk about it. And that is why on this podcast, I wanted to include a sector of it where we have these conversations in a totally non-judgmental way, ask each other the stuff that may be uncomfortable, but the things that you need to kind of address and hear about. And if this isn't your cup of tea, there's plenty of other stuff for you to listen to. But if this is your cup of tea and something you want to explore, then keep listening in. In this episode, we talk all about how our childhoods and even where we went to school, how that shaped our look on sex as adults and how our relationships with our parents and our friends growing up also shaped our relationship with sex as adults and the implications that all of that brought in growing up and in our experiences with sex. So I hope you enjoy. So to give a little background, I grew up in a very Catholic and very conservative household. Sex was not very talked about. It was very much seen as vulgar and it was very much seen only as a sex to marriage kind of thing. That's what I grew up on. Hillary, on the other hand, also was raised in a Catholic household. We both went to Catholics for our entire lives. But she also grew up with very liberal parents, so I think her experience with sex was a little bit different than mine, and we'll get into that later in the episode. Meanwhile, Olivia grew up with very liberal, but not religious as much household. And we wanted to see how these three perspectives shaped our experience. Also, school settings. Hillary and I went to Catholic private school our entire lives from literally Montessori preschool till we graduated high school. So our first experience not going Going to religious school. Well, actually, Hillary went to college, a Jesuit college, so she also went to a religious college. But I went to a school that had no religious affiliation, so I didn't even get that experience until I went to college. And Olivia was in public school her entire life. I'm just the slut from public school. Oh, <laughs> but that's our background and a little bit about us. So the first thing that we wanted to talk about was what the conversation was like around sex at school. And I know that for me and Hillary, it was very much abstinence was the only thing that was really oh, it was preached. absolutely only the ever thing they'd ever teach we couldn't even mention condoms i remember being in high school health class emily and i went to the same high school 
and she was like, I can't talk to you about condoms, but like you guys have to know the only way to prevent pregnancy is to not have sex. That which is so is at you know, fourteen, wild. fifteen years old. And the school we went to, while school themselves didn't talk about it, sex was all the buzz twenty four seven between kids. I didn't kids. Even have rush or health class with you. Oh, I that's right. Have, I, I, so I transferred sophomore year to the high school that Hillary and I went to together. So I went to my freshman year. Went still was in school in Miami at my high school there. And my experience growing up, I mean, it was all abstinence. There was nothing else talked about until high school, and even in high school. I think our freshman year, we didn't really have a sex ed class. I think that came later on. So I didn't even have a sex ed class, honestly, all of high school at, at all at that point now that I think about it. I remember vividly my eighth grade year being taken to a no touching each other's presentation where a lot of different, all the private Catholic middle schools were all the eighth graders were taken. And it was a field trip, field trip. Was it a museum? Um, no, it was just a big auditorium. It was an assembly. That's what it was. That's the word. So it was an assembly. (laughs) It was an assembly, but it was an assembly. So you didn't have health class, but they just made you go to an assembly and they're like literally the PE teacher from Mean Girls, right? Isn't it? You like have sex, you get pregnant, you die. No, but like (laughs) basically because they literally gave us a card with a contract that we had to sign that said that we were going to wait till marriage to have sex. So... Me Again, cult vibes. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little, little bit. So very much the conversation around sex was non-existent at all, I would say. And even, I would say, hookup culture for me, it, it was kind of a shock when I went to West Palm. Well, I remember when Emily came to our school and one of her first couple weekends there finding out, I think there was a concert one of the first weekends you were in town and finding out, yes, and and finding out everyone that had hooked up and Emily was like, whoa, like what is going on at this school? Because I think it was such a culture shock for you, but that was was kind of how it was. Do you think because sex was so not talked about and so, like, it was such a repressive culture that it actually did the adverse and, like, you guys were all just, like, the horniest people but you had no sex education? But it depends because I think that at your in, in West Palm, yes, that was the case. But in Miami, because it was very Hispanic culture-influenced, it wasn't like that because a lot of the families were super conservative and mm. it was very much like you were if you were hooking up with some like there was no hooking up there wasn't a hooking up until like junior or senior year and even then it was still like it was within relationships right? yeah it was only like you would you were only having sex or like doing anything if you were in a relationship until we were probably juniors and so when you say hook up and you're like referring to like freshman sophomore year that's like maybe you maybe you kiss someone. Uh, okay. Like a, like your yeah. first ki- like my first kiss. So like kiss kissing was, in high was even like freshman year. Like kissing and everything. all of like base one, two, and three was like even a base, big deal. Base two and three, yeah, like we're still big deals probably until, in high school. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, at my school in Miami, probably until like your junior senior year, not a big deal like at all. I was gonna say I don't think Quick even name drop. <laughs> I don't think even like I don't remember freshman year really kids having sex. Like I don't think that was when it started. It was more into sophomore and junior year was when it really high timed. But I do know that kids still were doing it like even that young. But I also I didn't have my first kiss or anything until senior or until senior until freshman year of high school. Yeah, I also had my first kiss freshman year of yeah. high school. When did you have your first kiss? Well, 
According to the lore, it was with this kid on a playground in, like, second grade. Um, I don't count that. But my, like, first real kiss was this guy I was dating in eighth grade. So I have a question for you. What was hookup culture like at your school? So my school, I grew up in the northern suburbs of Chicago, right on the lake. And my area is actually, I always say my favorite icebreaker is my high school is the high school Mean Girls is based off of. Um, And like Home Alone was filmed in my town. Ferris Bueller's Day Off was filmed in my town. Yeah. I had no idea. idea. Yeah. So, you know, if you've ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off or the Home Alone house, is like 10 minutes from my house. So like that's where I grew up. Very like affluent, um, wealthy area. And for us, it was like if you were seventh or eighth grade and you were dating someone, you would hear like Cheryl gave Kevin a blowjob. In middle school? Like junior high. Actually, junior I was going to say, I do remember I had some friends that went to public school and I remember more public stuff. School. Sorry. I didn't mean it in that way, but it, there, especially no, yeah. I think in Florida, there was, there was a difference yeah. between the schools. It's so funny because like the, honestly, like the culture and I guess like just when you say, when I refer to my school as public school, again, we're talking like very upper middle class, nice area. So like, it, it wasn't like if I was going to public school in downtown Chicago, Yeah, you know? So, but it's so funny, like even talking about about these comparisons because I I guess it's that thing like you just never know anything different so well you might have had like your high school itself might have been closer maybe to what our experience like high school wise was then I don't know high school is pretty horny um so anyway so yes seventh and eighth grade um it was mostly people who were dating but like the moms in my town just like love a goss and I remember, like, literally moms would, like, my mom would be like, da-da-da, told me that apparently last weekend, like, this happened between this couple. L- yeah. Moms would gossip about middle schoolers? Yeah. And I-, I do remember at the time, at least the moms being like, that's so fast and, like, oh, my gosh, like, too mature and all that. But I think, like, for the most part in general, if you weren't someone who was dating like in a you know as serious as a relationship can be in seventh and eighth grade but like if you weren't someone who was dating like that I feel like a lot of people had like first sexual experiences like seventh eighth grade probably eighth grade so eighth grade is when I had my first kiss but it was with the guy I was we were like hooking up before we were dating but like it wasn't like casual like it is now you know but yeah and then it was like first kiss to losing my virginity within a year and like everything in between so I think for me it was like okay we're dating so I'll like we would like try some of the like second third base whatever but it was only with one person and then I think same like when I lost my virginity it was with someone I was dating but then by junior year of high school, it was like, you know, you it could be one guy, one person this weekend, one person another weekend. And it was very like everyone, a lot of people, were, at least everyone in my social circle, that was the accepted, that was cool. And there wasn't really like any judgment. I'm sure there were. But again, I'm just speaking from like kind of my general understanding of like what I saw. And I mean, in my friend group, my friends in high school, we were like, girl, yes, get that girl or like whatever like do your thing you know what I mean like my friend group was very sex positive and I think a lot of the other friend groups of girls were very sex positive and then of course there was like the gross high school you know like oh dude like da 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 like we did the you know like just typical whatever but it w- it's really interesting looking back seeing like the it just goes faster and faster once it starts you know 
A hundred percent. Going back to a little bit what you were saying about seventh and eighth grade, I think similarly in my experience in Miami is like if you were dating, then you could kind of explore and do those things. So people yeah. who were dating, like they got into it. Like I mean, no one was getting their even define the bases either. I think of like first base is like kissing and over the clothes. Second base is like fingering and hand jobs third base oral stuff and then you know your home run is all the way around yeah that's yeah what i would say i defined i think as. when when we were in eighth grade we defined second as like i remember be like and did he go under the bra yes. like you yeah, know that's what i mean, I mean like, any the, like first base is like over the clothes that's probably actually or... a really good way i would definitely yeah. i haven't ever heard it broken down like that but that's so true that's like yeah. thought about it. See, that was another, that, that's always how i thought about it so people were doing that kind of thing um at that point in time they were warming up into it though i think people kept their shit private though and yeah like that was more so the common theme versus i feel like it in high school everyone knew everyone knew everything yeah. oh yeah our everyone graduating class had about 140 kids in it so everyone knew your business no matter because everyone would be at the parties and, and everyone, everyone slut shamed you too oh. and had no shame in doing it which is like people were sex positive but like then you would get judged like, yeah, because it was people like people tried to was say like, they oh, were. you're hooking up, like, every, like all the cool kids are hooking up, whatever bullshit. But then, but then you yeah. get called a whore or a slut or, blah, or when it's blah. more than one person, like, oh, you hooked up with that person at that party, but then, like two parties, like you hooked up with this person. And it's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel like we had some cr- pretty crazy like sex experiences though senior year, just hearing from other 100%. people in our grades. There was definitely some stuff that was going down that I was like shouldn't this be for college maybe yeah oh my god there was definitely a lot there was definitely a couple of those things yeah Yeah. in my experience like junior senior year when you said like oh like blah 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 hooked up like at least me i would just assume that they had sex yes when i hear i do i assume when i hear but even but but like even in high school like after a certain point like i think freshman staff would be like oh you know whatever hooked up last weekend then you would be like oh how far or like you know what i mean that wasn't I the know, assumption i almost feel like it would have someone would have been like oh like she blew him like i feel like it was clarified usually like, people yeah. because when you gossip people are like oh yeah they fucked or like yeah. oh yeah she like went down you know what so because you're like basically referencing kind of this jump in difference to college what was that like because for me it really did honestly didn't feel like much of a difference in terms of like hookup culture um because also my high school my graduating class was 12,000 or 12,000 1200 kids that's like over it's like the size of a small college yeah so I think that too like also like there were kids like at graduation getting diplomas I'm like I've literally never seen you in my life so I think that also too like I'm sure there are like segments of my graduating class I have no idea what it was like for them and I'm sure there were people who like would hear about my friend group and be like oh my god sluts you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. at least in, like, the circles that I hung out with. But for me, there and I think for a lot of my friends, there wasn't, like, a huge difference. I what think, about for you guys? I think the reason I'd say there was a bigger difference was not always, but for the most part within our high school, a lot of kids stayed within the high school for hooking up. Like, it was very yeah. within the school, and it was a small school, so there wasn't a big pool. See, we stayed in the high school, but that's because but literally you, you could, pool. like... I remember kids using dating apps and still like hooking up through it, but after that is that, crazy. So that was the thing is then getting into college. Obviously, we got there and there's Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, whatever other app you use, and it's like your pool opens up to an entire new city. And I don't know. You also have freedom. You don't have your parents. You don't have to sneak yeah. around your parents. It's a lot easier. You have your own place. 
I would say for me, high school was, or college was definitely a culture shock because of the fact that, I mean, I grew up in Miami. Like, you, Miami wasn't a huge, like, yeah. I mean, not even that either. It was, like, more so in the sense of, like, I grew up in such a conservative, Catholic, religious household that when I left there, I left with a lot of shame and guilt around sex. Mm -hmm. And around sexual things and like just simple like the act of sex and what a conservative or religious connotation would view as vulgar per se that was seen as shameful and created this feeling of guilt for sex that's pretty normal i would say like anything regarding porn or like how sex is portrayed in porn that's seen as vulgar to the catholic church and that's seen as vulgar by a lot of other of the general population i would say i don't think porn is like it's not real sex no but as someone who doesn't know a lot about sex i feel like your first instinct is to go on to see porn and that's where a lot of people i feel like learn about their sex too and then when you get down to it you're like whoa it's that's also the fucking problem like guys start watching a lot of the time start watching porn from such an early age and women don't necessarily because porn is not made for women generally So there's all these unrealistic expectations of what it's going to be like. And, like, especially when it's your first, like, couple of sexual experiences, it's fucking messy. Like, it's It's awkward. It's messy. It can be awkward. And also, like, guys, like, only know how to pleasure. Like, they only know, like, okay, like, you put the thing in the thing and you just, like, jack off into the thing, I guess, or whatever. You know, like, it's not – there's not a nuanced view of it in the beginning. And especially women, at least in my experience, and I think of what you were speaking to, Emily, like, you don't – don't know what feels good to you and all that you know is okay well I think this is supposed to feel good like you you don't ever like have time to really like explore especially when it's all like new yeah and I felt like just like a lost puppy dog confused because then I was like okay where am I supposed to learn from porn but porn is wrong and shameful and all of this stuff so then I'm like okay well am I supposed to masturbate no that's also kind of wrong and shameful and vulgar that's how it was preached in my environment So then I'm like, okay, then how the hell am I supposed to learn how to do this thing? And then you just end up experimenting a lot. But I think the hookup culture in college is still not a place where you learn yourself truly unless you have a consistent partner or in a relationship. And even then, that still can sometimes not be a space for it, depending on the type of relationship you're in. I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of relationships in college can also be really toxic. Yeah. Also, Um, you don't know what you don't know. So, like, even if you are with a safe, like, trusted partner, like, how are you supposed to even know where to begin? Like, you can't ask questions that you don't even know are questions, you know? Well, and I think that's a big problem with especially how Emily and I were taught in school with abstinence is how are you supposed to know what's right and wrong? And like, mm-hmm. you know, with consent and situations like that, That's you don't huge, know. That's a huge, huge point. Oh my gosh. Well, because I've, this is a little off topic, but ex-Mormon TikTok, I've seen people talk the, about like the their, vibes. Sex, their sexual trauma in their marriages because yeah. they had never been taught anything about sex. And so they didn't know boundaries or limits. Yeah. And so they became really uncomfortable in sex with their partners because no one ever taught them. And that's yeah. like a big thing too is yeah, we're taught absence, but they don't even teach about consent. That's right. I'm like, and especially in a world where 
Right. Every girl you talk to either has had something or their friend has had something or a loved one. And yeah. it's really and it's, hard. It's also just not even, well, first off, like huge topic. Like that's so interesting. I've never really made that link of like, yeah, if you're taught abstinence, how are you supposed to know? Like, A, also good sex, bad sex, but also like you're allowed to have boundaries just because it's your husband. And, you know, along with abstinence is like the whole thing of like, well, sex is meant just to make babies. So, but that doesn't, that's like, okay, if it's just meant to make babies, then does it not matter how that happens? Like how you make the other person feel? Because again, it's patriarchal, it's anti-women. If all of your taught, if all your taught is sex is supposed to happen between a man and woman in a marriage to make a baby, you best believe the man because I don't care if you're Mormon, if you're whatever, but you're living in a patriarchal world. So you're still going to get those messages seeped in of like, sex is supposed to be good for me. This is supposed to be amazing for me the woman's just the receptacle because then she carries the kid so there's nothing in it for the women well and then when it comes down to it you know i don't know if you've ever heard people make this argument before but to have a kid a woman doesn't need to orgasm just the man and mike that drop is... okay goodbye everyone <laughs> that's the episode hillary, hillary <laughs> just <laughs> leave this it's done hillary just said oh you want a new york times think piece think on that bitch think on that because honestly that's where i never feel like i had conversations about masturbation or anything like that because i feel like one it's such a what, journey there's with no your, point in the not. church well, for they, they masturbation only teach, they'll only teach you oh these are the parts of the vagina and this is where the baby comes out that is they yeah. only show they'll show you birth videos they'll show you this they'll show you that not a single thing on woman's stimulation just male stimulation because it forms a child so kind of going off of that did you guys talk to your parents about sex because I, I for one really didn't. I mean, I still don't, I would say. Sorry, mom. I would say that's not a comfortable conversation for yeah. me in my house at all. And it was never taught to me the importance of my pleasure in a situation with another person. Mm-hmm. Like that was never emphasized in my house, never emphasized to me. And that was never something. I mean, that's something I think I still have struggled struggle with yeah were you ever um, given like a sex talk or anything of or did that? you yeah. ever, ever like come up or was yeah, she ever like do you so, need because i feel like no birth control was i was right before i turned 18 i was like you're either taking me or i'm going when i turn 18 so i was like we don't have a choice and at that point she still wasn't comfortable with it until i g- got diagnosed with a disease where you have to be put on birth yeah. control. Yeah, I, I went on it for my skin in eighth grade. I had horrible, horrible, horrible cystic acne. I struggled with acne for so long. And my, like, acne doctor I was seeing, she was like, I don't think this is, like, my department. Like, I think she needs to go to a gynecologist. Wow. Like, it's a hormonal thing. Which was nice because then I didn't – I got to avoid the – awkward like hey mom can you take me to go on birth control even though you were put on an early age did your parents talk to you about sex or did you talk to them about sex at all after that point um i mean i i've i definitely remember more of like a puberty talk i got the american girl doll book (laughs) see i also got that book though i had it but i never read it oh that's a sin (laughs) no i swear i think how did you never read it because i think my sister had gotten it and then I found it later and it just, okay. I was also, I had an older sister to look up to and like talk yeah. to and I, and I had we a more open house about this today. The importance of an older sister. I think that's, that's where I struggled too. Yeah. A lot of the time was because. Or like an older, like, like a family yeah. friend or a cousin or. I, had, I would say, okay, I had cousins that I think I talked to it a little bit about, but even my cousins were like 
25 well, years older but than also me. you guys like your whole family is very religious so no not as much on that side like my dad's okay. side like they weren't religious like that like the only person that's super religious is like my mom but they i did talk to them about it i would say i talked to my older cousins but they were in their 30s and at that point like it's yeah. a little bit They're like too... this is not for your ears yeah yet. it's yeah, a little bit say too, too removed to yeah so I would say I think definitely having an older sister plays a huge role in that. And I only had older brothers. So I would say I've never really talked to my brothers about sex mm-hmm. at all, even yeah. to this day. I so don't what think was really your like puberty them. talk like? Because like, I don't remember having like the sex talk with my parents. It was more so like, again, like puberty and like here, you know, like all of the changes. And then also here's what's going on with boys' bodies. And like I vaguely remember kind of a reference to like basically like my mom being like, oh, they're going to be like horny little teenagers, like watch out, you know? Um, and like, you don't ever have to do anything you don't want to and stuff like that. But it wasn't until we never like talked about it straight up like that. And it wasn't until I was leaving for college and my mom and I are having like a lunch before I left. Like she was like, I really want to take you out to lunch, just us and like talk about some stuff before you go. And she didn't like know. Well, actually story for another time, but my parents did walk in on me in having a, sex. not having sex, but like the stuff oral with a boyfriend. Actually, my father walked in on me and I thought, like, we thought we were going to have to break up. He was like, I can't come to your house ever again. <laughs> um, and that was freshman year. So I think that was like a little shocking. So I guess my mom must have like assumed after that. But this chat like that we had at lunch, she just made a point to be like, A, like, you don't, you know, talking about consent and like drinking and stuff like that. But her biggest point that I think that she wanted to come across was like any sexual experience, it is supposed to feel good for you too. Don't do something for the guy if they're not going to do something for you. Like it has to be reciprocal and it is supposed to feel good for you. My sister had that exact same conversation with me. I didn't talk with my parents about sex like in high school. I was actually super secretive about boys in high school never told them they only knew like random tidbits um or boys that would like come hang out with me and my friends was kind of what they'd pick up like when you get caught sneaking out you're like yeah and but i had my sister which i was really lucky i even had my brother but my sister's 10 years older and she was really kind of like a younger mom for me to have growing up and i remember her getting mad at me because i didn't date in high school and when i'd like hook up with someone i'd tell her and she'd be like you know, like, you need to have a boyfriend. The same thing of, like, you know, you can't just do stuff for people. Like, it has to be reciprocated. Yeah. Or even and... if it's not in a... Re- like, I thought was really cool well, about... Well, it's equal. Yeah. The, I just thought the coolest part about how my mom kind of posted it to me was, like, you know, there wasn't any judgment on it should be in a relationship. Like, either she realized that was too far gone or, like, that wasn't the important part for her. It was just, like, the main... Again, it seemed like for her the main message was, like, if someone's asking you to do something for them they should be doing it back to you and if they're not willing to do that they're not worth your time and effort oh guys how sweet and heartfelt but like i don't think it necessarily like needed to be said at the moment to me like i think i was had developed a generally healthy understanding of that it's supposed to feel good I am not just going to be like, give, 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 you know, like I need something in return. I mean, it's come like a lot farther since then, but I I think I like had that kind of inkling of an understanding just through my own exploration. But I think even if you don't need to say something like that to women, like girls in your life, women, daughters, cousins, whatever, it's still very much worth saying because it's not said enough, especially by 
you know, women you look up to, people you, and especially to come from a mom who it's like, you don't want to disappoint her, you don't want to whatever, like, you need to be reminded that sometimes. Let's get into the trauma that my mother imposed on me <laughs> and regarding this situation. Because when I tell you, I never had that said to me. Still have never said had that said to me to this day. <laughs> Thank God, like, my friends are the ones to say that to me. But truly, like, that's not a conversation that was ever had in my house. Um, well, and people who are your peers, like, they might not even learn that lesson for some time. So to have, like, a, like an older sister or a mom or a cousin or whatever, like someone who's truly has like the perspective. Like, yes, your friends should say those things to you, but like again, like weird learning all at the you know what I mean? Like well, we're in the same age group. Has had time to th- someone who's been through it and has had time to think about it and reflect and, and actually gone through their own. gets where it goes yeah. from there. Like, I think later. my mom made it such a point because I know in her she grew up in both my parents, very religious households. And I think she has a lot of not anger, but I think she's like, you know, she wanted to do it differently because she realized that maybe the way it was taught to her or rather not taught was not led to a lot of mistakes, maybe led to like, you know, a hundred percent. I mean, I agree with her because that's the same thing I'm going to do because it would have saved me five years of trauma and this experiences I've kind of had in college slash the way I got into sex and all of that and the reasons behind me having sex a lot of the time I feel like yeah I use sex as so much as a point of validation and that it never being told to me that it, it has to do with my pleasure made sex such a focal point in making sure that the man was pleasured so that he would validate me when he was receiving pleasure was very important. Well, also because society tells us that. Correct. But it, but imagine, and on top of that, never hearing that conversation at all from your mother or anything like that. And my mom saying that sex was only supposed to be something that was between two people that really loved each other. Well, I didn't even have that experience until I got into a relationship my sophomore year of college. And at that point, I'd been having sex for two and a half years. So I think in every single one night stand I was having or whatever I was hooking up with someone, it was searching for that feeling and realizing that it never would come from that. But being so involved in hookup culture that you kind of just that's what it is. Well, also, if like because obviously when we're all in like one, you know, incestuous sexual pool in college, you know, like and if you're in an environment where people are open and talking about it you only can like learn from what you observe like that's how people learn things so like you're only and I also think too like I'm sure most of the sex in college is not healthy sex that everyone's having so you're just seeing like oh like well girls my friends are doing this so I guess that's what you do was that your experience kind of kind of I think it was a lot of like kind of going back to the consent thing a lot of boundaries that weren't getting set a lot of Mm -hmm. confusion I think that a lot of not a lot but there was definitely some situations that were probably not great situations that I was put into and didn't realize that they were not okay situations but because you never set a boundary per se you get taken advantage of and I think that that is something that since I didn't have a solid like a solid or healthy relationship with sex and sort of understanding sex and the role that sex should play for me rather for than the other person it really caused me a lot of confusion when trying to figure out like what setting boundaries even meant 
And I think like, yes, there were like partners that I've had that made it a safe environment. But at the same time, there's plenty of other situations where I think that it it just went south so much quicker because of the fact that the, it, there was just like no knowledge there and no one to talk to about it either really yeah. aside from like friends but then your friends are like oh you're having sex like that's so cool like you're having mm-hmm. sex and not well and no so. one wants to be like yeah I'm having sex but I'm having bad sex that makes me feel uncomfortable like yeah. that's not an easy conversation to have and especially if there's not like a safe space for that conversation with your peers I think the other thing that's really hard when it does come down to the consent is it's really easy as especially if you don't know a lot about sex haven't been talked taught about it and you've maybe seen porn or the guy you're with has seen porn is it's really easy to just like when a guy's like oh come on like come on yeah it is so that's easy so to get pushed into it because thing. the other thing is is then you don't want him going and talking shit about you to his friends being like oh she's a prude because in your head you're like oh great like everyone's gonna find out or like this or yeah. that and so well, there's, there's, there's so such many... a level of pressure that you get put into and it's so easy to fall yeah. into it because you're like if you don't know or like you're so new to it or like you haven't had experience or even when you do have experience it's really hard in some situations oh, just yeah. depending on your dynamic with I the mean person. like literally as recent as like li- probably this year or last year like I've been in situations where and I it's like something you constantly I think have to work on I 100%. still ha- end up in situations where you're kind of just, I guess it's easier to just It's easier say, to do oh, it fine. than to not do it. Like, yeah. it's easier to just get it over with and let it happen than to be, like, than to make a fit. A hundred percent. I mean, that's always going to be, that's just a reality, I think, of hookup mm-hmm. culture. Like, boys just think they can push and push and push, and it's not, yeah. they're not, they don't see it as... When I say no, it's no, they think, okay, it's a no now, but how do I convince her to make it a yes? And it's like their mission to make it a yes. Well, so you're you're coming at it from two different, I think, like, endpoint objectives. Like, they just want to get their rocks off. But, like, maybe you, you're like, well, maybe you like the person. Maybe you feel like, I don't know, maybe it's, like, someone you like going out with their friend group and you, like, want to continue seeing that. Like, it's, I think, also, like, a lot of the times, especially heterosexual sexual situations the girl and the guy like maybe be coming at it with different end goals in mind one thing i will say on that topic of heterosex versus you know same like sex between two people same gender being by i didn't come out to college senior year of college and i didn't have like experiences like that until then but I would be so interested to hear how it is with hookup culture. Like maybe it's like what your first or second time hooking up with someone, but it, but there's not that heterosexual power dynamic in play. Well, that's what I was going to say is I have never, not that my experience with girls is necessarily very vast, but I have never felt uncomfortable in one of those situations. And it's definitely at least my experience when it comes to seeing and dating and hooking up with women. Like it's definitely more of, a dating focus than hookup focus like yes there's obviously that part of it but I do think um I have noticed there's definitely no matter what if it's hookup or not there's some kind of either friendship or emotional involvement and yes there is definitely a different feeling because I don't feel scared that someone can overpower me in that moment like I have never had an issue of someone like pushing me to do something there's always asking in it like I at least I've had really great experiences Mm -hmm. I'm sure you know, it happens yeah. there too, but at least for me, it's definitely been a lot better than what my experience with men in that sense. I mean, I think related to that, like how I touched on the power structure in heterosexual relationships, it's also tough because like men, because of like media, everything they see is for the male gaze. Like porn is for men. 
movie sex scenes in movies are oftentimes for men. Sex like scenes of like we were talking about this the other day, the comparison of like you watch there's like ABC family rated G sitcoms and like I guarantee you I could pull one up where there's a joke about like the teenage son, like, oh my god, I did his laundry and like the stock the socks are stiff or whatever. Or they'll do the scene where the mom walks in on the son, like like jacking yeah. off in the morning. It's but like it's, oh But if it's a if the only times I ever saw when like a girl masturbating in any type of media is like honestly the first time and the most impactful time was Sam and Sex and the City. Like Sex and the City I think did a really good kind of job at like showing or at least showing a sexually liberated woman without make like just trying to make her a yeah whore. who who's like i mean they kind of did that but again at least like it's one of the better examples that i know of where it's like celebrating a sexual woman who literally she's like just fucking in it for like herself like you know what i mean and who loves herself and who loves the fact that she's a sexual being not you know, I feel like every other time I've seen a woman masturbation scene in a movie or a TV show, it feels like it's it's made for the guys watching this. This 100%. isn't for like this isn't to show girls how like awesome masturbation can be. It's because the guys want to see like a sexy girl masturbate or whatever. You know, it's not for the it's not for the girls or the gays or the theys. It's for the men. It's for the he hims. It's for the it's for the cis he hims. Yeah, the cis he hims. And going back to Sex in the City, honestly, I had a conversation today about it. Um, someone asked me what would be my favorite show if I had one show to watch for the rest of my life. And I said Sex in the City. And it really was because for me that show removes so much of the stigma and the shame and everything about sex. It, that it showed show like very the good and the bad. It. Oh, yeah. And it made it feel so real. Mm-hmm. And it really showed so many different scenarios that can happen, how to handle them, like what is okay, what's not okay mm-hmm. as a woman from a female perspective. Yeah. And I really value that because I don't, I think there are shows nowadays that kind of place more a little bit of the emphasis on female pleasure. But at the same time, I don't think there's another show that does it like they did. There's no version of that show now, Yeah, I would That say. also, I think, really made a point to show women asking for what they wanted in bed, too, or, like, expressing distaste if they didn't, you know, like conversing with their partners like which I think is really helpful too because it's like if you don't know like if you don't know maybe how to word it or something it's I think nice to have an example I've definitely used lines that I've seen in Sex and the City when I'm like I don't really know how to like say this so I'm just gonna like take a book a play from Carrie's book or Sam's book or whatever like if you don't know how to the word something yeah and I think that I mean it's a conversation for another day becoming comfortable talking and sex and about opening up about your wants and needs I think that that is also something that's really hard for a lot of people and that show does a great yeah. job of every all everyone about. not just women I mean yeah everyone women, but... it's just hard for most people that show just does a great job of emphasizing that point of speaking and being able to talk about it and talk about your needs and t- asking for what you want well, yeah because how often do you get to see them sex positive female role where it's not just like they make her look like a slut or like she sleeps with all the friends or like this or or like she's like oh my god you know they're just fucking but she really wants to date him yeah or she's not portrayed as like super vulgar vulgar quote unquote but as we're finishing this conversation just want everyone to remember that in both parties both parties should be 
enjoying the situation, should be getting pleasure out of it, and consent should always be received. And no means no. It's not a maybe. And your journey with sex, it isn't, it's a really hard journey to go on. And I think that it's a journey that is confusing for everybody, but it is something that should be fun at the end of the day. And it should be fun getting to know yourself. It should be fun getting to know yourself in an intimate way. And you have every single right to do that. It should not be shameful. You should not feel guilty. You should not feel icky about it. You should feel comfortable talking about it and talking to your peers about it. And it should be something that feels good at the end of the day for both parties involved. It should always be something that feels good. It should always be something that you should be doing when you want to be doing it and never something that you're doing out of force or compliance or just wanting to please the other person. And it takes time. It's something that I think that we are constantly working on. I know I personally am constantly always working on this. That's why I want to talk about it on here. And kind of help you go on this journey as well and we're going on it together and I want to thank my two best friends Hillary and Liv for kind of opening the door and talking about this in this space and just remember by the way you shouldn't feel weird talking about sex as always thank you guys for listening and if you want to explore any other science back topics on the podcast we are on spotify podcasts and apple podcasts if you want to read anything else about this topic specifically you can go to our blog at www.healthandbody.com and for our socials on instagram you can find us at btw by emily and at health and body and on tiktok and pinterest you can find us at, at health and body As always, we hope you learned something new and got to sharpen your life toolbox.